how's everybody doing? And welcome back to 125 Unfiltered, episode 47. And today, I'm going to break down 2021 NBA free agency. A lot of moves happened over the summer, and I was not able to go over them, obviously. So I just wanted to dedicate an episode of giving my thoughts on all the big moves made and giving some winners and losers of the free agency period because there are a lot of big moves made, a lot of max extensions, some big sign and trades, and I want to talk about all of that today. So let's just hop straight into it, starting with the Russell Westbrook trade. Westbrook's going back home to LA and the Wizards get Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, KCP, and a first round pick. Now, I really like this trade for the Los Angeles Lakers. I think it gets them a more aggressive point guard. I think Schroeder did a nice job, but Westbrook's always going to be in go mode. He's going to look for his teammates, and I think it takes a lot of pressure off of LeBron to be the primary ball handler when he is getting up there in age, obviously. I think Westbrook is also going to play really well with Anthony Davis. I think getting the second playmaker is going to be more important for Davis than LeBron, and obviously health is the main concern with the Lakers. If these three guys can stay healthy, they will be going to the NBA Finals, in my professional opinion. And for the Wizards, you now get some good veteran players for your bench. Uh, adding a guy like Montrez Harrell, he was a former Sixth Man of the Year winner. And Kyle Kuzma, he's a player that you can develop. He's still uh, he's still young. He, signed, he recently signed a three-year, $42 million deal uh, with the Lakers a year prior. And KCP is going to be a solid shooting guard who can start for you or come off the bench. The Wizards are just in a really weird time uh, table right now because the uh, future of Bradley Beal, does he want to stay? Does he want to go? They don't really know yet, but I think getting these three guys plus a first round pick, which I believe was the 22nd pick in the draft, don't know what they did with that, but I think this uh, gives Beal a bit more reinforcements uh, uh, throughout to make the team a bit more level-headed without just a two-headed monster and that's it. Now, the first big deal of free agency, Lonzo Ball heads to the Chicago Bulls in a sign-in trade for four years, $85 million. The Pelicans get Garrett Temple, Tomas Adaranski, and a 2024 second-round pick. Now, I love this trade for the Bulls. This sends Kobe White to the bench, but I like Kobe White in a sixth-man role. I think he can be the Bulls' Jordan Clarkson. And, I mean, Lonzo Ball, he's been really, really good the past couple years. I think he's kind of flown under the radar because of all the hype he had being the number two pick, being drafted by Magic Johnson in Los Angeles. And I think he's going to be fantastic for the Bulls. He adds really good defense. He adds his playmaking, obviously, and he's become a very, very good shooter. For uh, when he was on the Pelicans, I believe he shot close to 38 39%, maybe even higher for the Pelicans. And I think he's just the total point guard who can really propel this team. Uh, they, they, they need a point guard. They really need a point guard next to Zach Levine and Vucevic and another player that we will talk about later on. Now for the Pelicans, I'm not the biggest fan of this deal. I think Lonzo and Zion had some really good chemistry. Plus, what do you get in return? Sadoransky's a decent guard off the bench, but we'll get into the Pelicans a little bit more later if they are a winner or a loser with this move. They also get another player down the line. But this, I'm kind of going in chronological order here. So next up is Tim Hardaway Jr. staying with the Mavericks for four years, $72 million. I love this deal for the Mavericks. He was fantastic in the playoffs aside from that game seven. He's a really good shooter, and he takes some pressure off of Luka. He can handle the ball a bit. I think he is the right shooting guard for the Mavericks. He's been in the system for a while. Love this deal for the Mavs. Jared Allen staying with the Cavs five years, $100 million. A really big deal for Jared Allen. Has a lot of potential. Obviously a really good rim protector. 
And I think him with Evan Mobley, Sexton, and Garland, they're building something up in Cleveland. Uh, de definitely like this deal for him to stay in uh, in Cleveland. Will Barton staying with the Nuggets, $32 million for two years. That's $16 million a year. I think that's the right price for an injury-prone Will Barton. Kind of does it all. Really good all-around player. He can drive into the rim. He can score threes. Uh, solid defender as well. I think he's a good role player for Denver to keep. Now, the next deal I really like for the Utah Jazz had a very disappointing end to their playoffs, losing four straight to the Clippers, but they keep their point guard, Mike Conley, staying for three years, $72.5 million. Love this deal for both sides. Conley gets some good money, and the Jazz retain their point guard, who, in my opinion, if he was not injured, they beat the Clippers, and then they go on and battle against the Suns in what would have been a very good Western Conference Finals matchup. Next, we have a couple extensions. Uh, Jimmy Butler staying with Miami for four years, $184 million. Very good deal for both sides. Obviously, you want to keep the face of your franchise, and Butler gets the money that he wants. Now, this is actually not an extension, but a sign and trade. My point guard, Kyle Lowry, leaves the Toronto Raptors, the best Raptor of all time, is heading to South Beach. Three years, $85 million, and in return, the Raptors get Goran Dragic and Precious Achua. If I'm saying that correctly, he actually has some great potential. Had a very good summer league for Toronto. But this makes Miami a very, very good team in the East. This puts them back to contender range, in my opinion, with Hero developing a bit. And the next signing, which is Duncan Robinson, staying in Miami five years, $90 million. They now have a crew who can take on anyone in the Eastern Conference. Love what Miami did this offseason. We'll touch on them a bit later. But yes, Duncan Robinson gets 18 mil a year, four or five years. Some might think that's a big contract, but shooting is so valuable today. And Robinson is one of the most consistent scorers or shooters in the league. Yes, he could be better in the playoffs, but in the playoffs, it's hard for a guy like that to be consistently good unless you're like a Clay Thompson because you're keen in on him so much. But Robinson is way too valuable to let go. Chris Paul, four years, $120 million to stay with the Suns. Not much to say here. This was needed for the Suns. They got to keep Chris Paul. He willed them to the finals. Obviously, they ended up coming, or they they, they came up short, but Paul can easily get this team back with, uh, with Booker and the crew. Gary Trent is staying in Toronto, three years, $54 million. Love this deal for my Raptors. He's a young player, can really shoot the ball well. He had a, I believe it was like a 40-something point performance uh, for one of his uh, games as a Raptor. So I really like this. This uh, was, was a result of the Norman Powell trade. We'll get to Norman Powell a bit later because he was a free agent. Next, Evan Fournier going to the Knicks. Four years, $78 million. Now, I'm not a big fan of Fournier as a player. I don't think he adds that much aside from some scoring. He can score about 18 points per game. But I think for the Knicks, this is crucial because they needed some backcourt firepower in the playoffs. They just did not have it outside of a Derrick Rose because R.J. Bear was kind of struggling and Alfred Payton just wasn't the answer and Emmanuel Quickly was just too young and too inexperienced. But I think Fournier is a really, really good pickup for the Knicks. He can shoot. He can play a little defense and he's come up, coming off of a pretty good Olympics outing. So I think this is uh, a move that the Knicks needed to make. I think it's a bit of an overpay. I would not pay this much for Fournier, but the Knicks have so much money that they can afford a few extra million dollars for a shooting guard. Alex Caruso, good role player, really good defender, leaving the Lakers, going to the Bulls four years, $37 million. Very good bench player for Chicago. I'm a big fan of, uh, of this move as well for the Bulls. He can be their backup point guard, backing up Lonzo, and again, he comes in very good two-way player, can shoot the ball, can electrify the crowd with some dunks. 
Next up, we got the sign and trade for the Pelicans. Devontae Graham leaving Charlotte, going to the Pelicans for a first round pick, getting four years, $47 million. I love Devontae Graham. I think he's a really good offensive player. He can shoot at will. But fit-wise, is this good for Zion? That remains to be seen. I like the Lonzo fit better. Obviously, Lonzo is double the price pretty much. But I think this is a good replacement for the Pelicans. And maybe Graham gets a bit more of an opportunity in New Orleans with, uh, since he had all the competition with Lonzo Ball and Terry Rozier. Norman Powell, talked about him a little bit earlier, five years, $90 million to stay with Portland. So both players in that trade stay with their teams and get $18 million a year. But Norman just gets two more years. Very happy for Norman Powell. Very good player. He had a, a really good uh, last part of the season for Portland. And I think this is a player that they had to keep around to help Damian Lillard. Blake Griffin is staying with the Nets. Not sure about the details of that contract, but seems like that was mutual there. Love that move for Brooklyn. Here are a couple of extensions. Trey Young is getting extended, getting the max from Atlanta, five years, $207 million. And then SGA staying with the Thunder for five years, $172 million. Good moves for both teams. Those are their uh, franchise point guards. Gotta, gotta find a way to keep them at all costs. Spencer Dinwiddie, a very interesting uh, player in the free agency due to his injury. He tours, partially tore his ACL, taking him out of last season for Brooklyn. Now he's going to Washington, three years, $62 million. So instead of Russ and Bradley Beal, it's going to be Dinwiddie and Bradley Beal. Also like this parent, I think Dinwiddie is going to get more of an opportunity here. Very good scorer. And this the Wizards team, this isn't a team I'd sleep on. I think I said this last year and they made the playoffs, and I think this year they could very well do the same. I know they don't have Russell Westbrook, um, obviously with him going to Los Angeles, but they've gotten some really good role players to buff up their bench. And they're, and again, uh, the, the Wizards bench last year was just horrid. They really had no one to help out the two-headed monster in Beal and, and Westbrook. And this gives another year to guys like uh, Daniel Gafford to, to develop. And even a guy like Kuzma, like I said, they could really turn him uh, turn the page on him to help him get back to where he was his rookie season. Um, Andre Drummond, an interesting deal here, going to the Sixers for one year, two million dollars, pretty much. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know why the Sixers would do this. This is just not a fit for me. I just don't see it. Drummond's going to come off the bench, maybe average ten and eight. I just don't like the deal. Good, good cost, but Drummond, I just don't see as a very impactful player in the NBA anymore. I feel like he's past his prime. I feel like that's pretty, pretty obvious though. Now, one of my favorite deals in free agency, Patty Mills, going to Brooklyn two years, $12 million. I am a huge fan of the seal. Patty Mills balled out in the Olympics, got the Aussies, the bronze medal, and I think uh, coming off the bench being that sixth man that he's been all, all the way or all throughout his career for San Antonio, he will now be that for Brooklyn. will take some pressure off of that bench unit to put some points, and he can average 10 to 14 points for Brooklyn. I would not be surprised to see him get big playoff minutes as well due to his experience under Greg Popovich winning all those rings. Now, one of my favorite moves, again, sign and trade for my favorite player in the NBA, DeMar DeRozan, going to Chicago for three years. Or, yeah, three years, $85 million for DeRozan. The Bulls trade Thaddeus Young, Alfred Aminu, and two second-round picks to the Spurs in this sign-and-trade. It was rumored that it was going to be Markkinen for a bit, but it turns out Markkinen is still a free agent. News has not come out on where he is going to go, but I am a huge, huge fan of this DeRozan deal. Now with Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, DeRozan, Vucevic, and Patrick Williams, that is a fantastic starting five that surely will make the playoffs. I think 
DeRozan and Levine will play off of each other better than people are expecting them to be because DeRozan's not a three-point shooter. He's a high-volume, mid-range scorer, but I think he can work well with guys like Levine and Vucevic and Ball. His playmaking's gotten a lot better in the past two years. A very underrated part about his game that has grown. He averaged about seven assists in San Antonio, highest in his career, and Toronto wasn't really as good of a passer. So he's going to bring his playmaking as well to Chicago. Loving the Chicago Bulls right now. Taylor Horton Tucker staying with the Lakers. Three years, $32 million. Good deal. This is their prize possession. They did not trade for Kyle Lowry because of Taylor Horton Tucker. And now he's going to get a much larger role this season for the Lakers. John Collins staying with the Hawks. Five years, $125 million. Pretty big contract for John Collins. Uh, but I do like it. I think that he needed to stay being the lob partner for Trey Young. Continuity with a team like Atlanta who just overachieved in the playoffs. I think, uh, again, maintaining that continuity is very important. Especially for someone as explosive as Collins. He can really put up some points if he's on. And the deal that I wrote down, I don't know the contract details, but Carmelo Anthony is going to the Lakers, finally playing with LeBron after, what, 16, 17 years in the league, going at it in high school, going at it uh, when they were young, and, you know, Heat versus Knicks, Nuggets versus Cavs before, and now it was Blazers and Lakers, but now they are both on the Lakers. I'm so excited to see how they play together. I think Melo is a fantastic pickup. He can be a really good sixth man for your Lakers, and... He could even close games. I think he's a sh he's his shooting's gotten a lot better. Um, as he got into the league, he started off with a rough stretch when he was with the Thunder and even uh, Houston, but he really re revitalized his career in Portland. So I'm very happy for Melo, and that's just another veteran, another leader who has good good experience in the playoffs. Another big one, Kemba Walker got bought out by the Thunder and is going to the Knicks two years. I think it's twenty one million dollars. I think that's what it was reported. Did not officially see that on ESPN's website when I was going through. By the way, all these numbers are from uh, an ESPN article, so credit to them. Love this deal, though. Kemba's going back home to New York. But now at the backcourt of Kemba, Fournier, RJ Barrett with IQ off the bench, with Quentin Grimes, who you drafted, the Knicks' backcourt has been reloaded. And Derrick Rose. They re-signed Derrick Rose. Three years, $43 million dollars. I think the Knicks could do it this year. They could get past this first round, and they could really make some noise. Kemba Walker is a closer. He can make clutch shots. He is quick. As long as he stays healthy, Kemba Walker is going to be an absolute dog for the Knicks, and I am loving what the Knicks have done this offseason. Keeping with the Knicks, Julius Randle got extended four years, $117 million. This is your core now. You got Kemba. You got Julius Randle. You got R.J. Barrett. And the other guys I have mentioned... I think this is the best Knicks roster we have seen since Carmelo. And you got to be excited about it. They they spent, they didn't get your max free agent, but they spent their money on some solid players. Let's see how well they play together this upcoming season. Victor Oladipo staying with Miami for the veterans minimum. Very interesting career trajectory for Victor Oladipo. Got offered a lot of money from the Pacers, decent amount from the Rockets. And now he is staying in Miami. Pairing with Bam, Jimmy Butler, Lowry, all them. The East is getting really good. The, I mean, the Bulls got better. The Heat got better. The Knicks got better. These rosters are really getting good for the East, and I think it's going to be a lot more competitive than it's been in prior years. I really thought last year it was, it was competitive. The Hawks were a nice surprise, but I'm loving where the East is going. Quick one here. Kelly Oubre going to the Hornets two years, $25 million. Adds a lot more flash and talent to the small forward position. Big fan of this move. I think uh, him and LaMelo will play really well together. 
And, you know, if Ubre can get that three-point shot going down, he started off so poorly for the Warriors uh, a season ago. I think he could be a good part for a Hornets team that's on the brink of making the playoffs. Reggie Jackson going to the Clippers. Two years, $22 million. They had to keep him after his playoff performance. He was spectacular uh, for the Clippers. And with the team, with the Clipper team healthy, with the experience that they just had losing in the Western Conference Finals, definitely a team that can knock off the Lakers and go to the Finals. Kawhi, or sticking with the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard staying in LA for four years, $176 million. Nothing really to be said here. You had to keep him. He's the face of your franchise. He's your man to take down LeBron. We'll see if they finally meet up in the playoffs this year. A couple extensions. KD staying with the Nets, four years, $198 million. Luka is staying in Dallas for five years, $207 million. Joel Embiid staying with Philly, four years, $196 million. So three superstars there getting their money. Now one, that is not a good deal, but not for the team. For the player, Dennis Schroeder turns down a four-year, $84 million deal from the Lakers midseason. And holy cow, his stock went down so much in the playoffs due to his poor play. He gets a one-year, $6 million deal from Boston. Imagine turning down that much money. I feel so bad for Dennis Schroeder. Completely read the market wrong. Who knows what his agent was thinking. He should have taken the money, though. It was right there in front of him. I mean, he forfeited, again, $84 million. It's now six. feel bad for the guy, but hopefully he can play good in Boston this year to get his stock back up because he, he did so for the Thunder. The Lakers bought in and... He incorrectly declined that deal, but I think he's going to be a nice addition for Boston. He, he can be a six-man like he was in OKC, or he can run your point. He's going to score some points, uh, but man, got to feel for the guy. Got some last ones here. Marcus Smart staying with the Celtics four years, $77 million. He's been their glue guy for so long, but I'm not sure if I like really like what Boston did. In this offseason, they, they're really keeping it the same, and it just hasn't been working. They obviously traded Kemba. They got Al Horford back. So I think the Celtics, for me, are a team that are going down. They're they're trending down, even with Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown. I'm just, there's not much newness. They really need some of these rookies and second-year players to develop into a, a potential third star. A trade that happened, Eric Bledsoe is going to the Clippers. Clippers trade Patrick Beverly and Rondo to Memphis. Oh yeah, forgot to mention that. Eric Bledsoe got traded to Memphis, who then got traded to the Clippers, and Pat Bev went to the to the Memphis Grizzlies, and Memphis traded him to the Timberwolves for Jarrett Culver and Watcher Hernan Gomez. So a, a big trade there, a string of trades. So the end result, Patrick Beverly's on the Timberwolves, Eric Bledsoe is on the Clippers. Sorry for making that a little bit unclear. And then Jarrett Culver can be developed in Memphis, former sixth overall pick. Terry Rozier got extended by Charlotte four years, $97 million. They chose him instead of Devontae Graham. And I think they made the right, the right decision. He can play the two guard next to LaMelo. And I think that that's a better long-term investment than Devontae Graham, who had a big spike and then kind of trended a bit down. And then lastly, Robert Williams staying in Boston four years, $54 million. Hopefully they actually play this man more than 20 minutes a game because he got so much bounce, so much athleticism, and can really... Uh, bring some some continuity to that center position in Boston, which has never never really found a guy to stick with with this core that they've had of Tatum and Brown. 
And that's all the signings that I have. I'm now going to go over my winners and losers of free agency. Starting with my winners, we're going to start with the Chicago Bulls. I've already harped on it enough. DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine is a fantastic duo. Lonzo Ball, I love that move that they made at point guard. They were so aggressive this offseason. They got Caruso. They were even aggressive in the trade deadline getting Nikola Vucevic. This is the team for Chicago to finally break through, make the playoffs, and hopefully make a run at the Eastern Conference Finals. I would say their ceiling is Eastern Conference Finals, floor being the first round. I expect them to make it to the second round and probably get knocked off by a Brooklyn or Milwaukee. But I really like what this team has. Billy Donovan now has a crew in Chicago. And Bulls fans, you've got to be excited. Haven't had much excitement since Derrick Rose or Jimmy Butler. It's just been below mediocrity for so long for the Bulls with some pretty average draft picks, Markin and being one of them. Guys not developing. Wendell Carter you shipped off for Vucevic. But I'm, I'm a huge fan of the starting lineup. Love the Bulls. The Lakers, I'm going to pick as a winner. I think people are overestimating the whole age factor. You just spread out your minutes more. But this is a team who's got a lot of experience coming down the line. And I wanted to save the Lakers uh, moves for now because they signed a lot of people. I'll read out names. Trevor Ariza, Dwight Howard, obviously Russell Westbrook, Kent Bazemore, Carmelo Anthony, Kendrick Nunn, two years, $10 million, Malik Monk, huge signings right there from Nunn and Monk. Either one of those guys can be your starting shooting guard, can really add a scoring punch for the Lakers. And then Wayne Ellington to go along with Taylor Horton Tucker. They added those nine guys or signed those nine guys in free agency. I think their defense takes a little bit of a fall, but you still have LeBron, you still have Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook. This is the top team in the West right now, in my opinion. Normal, it's very, very popular to hate on the Lakers because they have LeBron and got the old age thing and people might not think Trevor Rees is that valuable or a Wayne Ellington, but I think this team can really play well together and they've got a fire now. LeBron's been tweeting about it, tweeting out the haters and showing his workouts with Russell Westbrook, but they're going to come back with a vengeance this year. And I'm actually going to pick them to go out of the West probably to start the season, barring any injuries, obviously. I really like this Lakers squad. Next winner, Knicks. Already talked about them a little bit, but the improvement of their backcourt and keeping Julius Randle. Plus, they kept some good role players in Taj Gibson, Nerlens Noel, Alec Burks, all on manageable contracts. I think the Knicks can finally break through as well for that first round. You could very well see a 4-5 or five matchup between the Bulls and the Knicks, which I would love to see. I think that would be fantastic to watch. And then my last team, the Miami Heat, Getting Kyle Lowry is probably one of the biggest deals in free agency. You now have your point guard, a veteran leader with championship pedigree. Who can lead this team back to the finals? I think some development from Tyler Hero. He took a step back in year two. I think he could surge in year three with help from a Kyle Lowry. Again, Duncan Robinson staying in Miami. So I think he, his scoring presence uh, from the three-point line is super, super important. And again, you've got some rough rides with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. I really, really like this Miami squad as well. Really love the moves from the East again. And then a player who won, Chris Paul, at the age of 36 or however old he is, getting $120 million. Getting that four-year deal is huge for him financially. He's bringing in the bag. Now quickly for some losers, Dennis Schroeder, we already talked about him with the amount of money that he turned down. Definitely the biggest loser. Now for teams, I'm going with the New Orleans Pelicans. The switch from Lonzo to Devontae Graham, probably not the best for them. Plus, they just didn't make another big move. They didn't add a 
potential third star to help out the Pelicans. Jackson Hayes is now in some legal trouble, it seems, and Sadoransky and Temple are fine players, but I just don't like the way the Pelicans are looking right now. It's Zion and Brandon Ingram. Lonzo's gone, obviously. J.J. Redick, you traded him. So I think this is bad news. I think Zion in a couple of years, if this team does not get better, which it does not look like it's getting better, I could see him wanting out of New Orleans. And you've got the Anthony Davis situation all over again. And once again, the Pelicans messed this up, even with the new regime. Two more teams for my next one. I've got the Portland Trailblazers. I like the Norman Powell signing, but I just don't think running it back with the same group is a smart idea, especially with how stacked the West is. Nurkic, I think he had to go. And I think trying to pursue a McCollum trade for a Pascal Siakam, I think that would have been really helpful. I just think that backcourt has reached its peak. It happened with Lowry and DeRose, and I saw it in Toronto. They couldn't get past LeBron. Same situation here, but you can't get past Jokic. Couldn't get past LeBron the year before when you exceeded expectations in the bowl. But I think a trade for McColl- uh, with McCollum or Nurkic needed to be made to mix up that front court and mix up Damian Lillard's co-star. So that's why I'm going to pick them as a loser. They could easily make the playoffs, maybe win a series, but he wants to win a championship, and time's kind of running out. And lastly, the Philadelphia 76ers are my last loser why Drummond? I just don't get it. It makes no sense. I hate the fit. Not a fan of that signing, even if it's, even if it's $2 million. And no trade for Ben Simmons yet. They lost free agency the minute that Ben Simmons played poorly in the playoffs. The minute they lost that series against Atlanta, every single day you don't trade him, your free agency gets worse. He's not a good fit with Embiid. He's passive. I don't care about the mixtapes that we see in the offseason of him making threes. He doesn't even take threes in the NBA. His free throw shooting is horrible. I've already gone on so many rants about Ben Simmons on this podcast. I just don't need to go into it anymore. It's a terrible fit. Mix it up. Go get CJ McCollum. Go get even a Damian Lillard if you have to reach for that. Uh, you you didn't get James Harden, which was a massive mistake looking back at it. James Harden with Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris, that would have been an amazing big three. And Philly's just wasting Embiid's prime right now. M, or Ben Simmons has to go. He has to go. Go get yourself a more shooting-oriented point guard who actually can play point guard and isn't just sitting under the rim doing nothing offensively. I'm sure Sixer fans are ti- Sixers fans are tired of it. And I also think Ben Simmons would um, prosper in a new situation. I've seen Minnesota as a potential team that would love to get Ben Simmons. I think Ben Simmons on San Antonio would be fantastic if uh, they gave away DeJounte Murray, Derek White, and maybe some picks there for Ben Simmons. I think that's a, a sneaky trade that could potentially happen. Look out for San Antonio. That would be my team that could make a run at Ben Simmons. We've seen the Warriors, but I'm not a fan of the fit there because, I mean, you've got some three-point scorers there and then a dude who doesn't shoot him at all. Where are you going to put him? So yeah, those that's kind of my thoughts on the Sixers. Uh, and that's going to be the end of this episode. Close to a, a half hour. Did not expect it to be this long, but I had a lot of notes, a lot of deals that I wanted to talk about. And I'm just so happy to be back on the podcast just talking sports, uh, trying to stay with the schedule. Sorry that I missed the Monday upload, but I'm very happy that I was able to get this one. 
So yeah, that's going to be it for today's episode. I'll probably get you one on Friday or over the weekend. So be on the lookout for that. Again, if you listened all the way through, I really appreciate you taking uh, time out of your day to listen to me just talking about sports. So thank you so much for listening. And I'll talk to you next time. Thank you.